So we wanted to make sure we started this record uh, kind of later mm-hmm. in the night. And the reason is that there's a there's going to be an air show this week and like a like a Blue Angels yes kind of show, which is super cool. You know that's fun, uh, but the new home we're living in uh, is right by the airport. Right by the airport. <laughs> and holy shit! It it seemed it just feels like we were getting. Uh, what's what does Maverick do in Top Gun? Does he like does he like buzz the tower? Oh, I don't remember. Our our tower's been getting buzzed for like the past three days, I think. Right, intensely too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one point where the walls were shaking a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's not that bad, but it's still. Bless you, Ace. you, Ace. My goodness. <laughs> so we want to make sure that there weren't any flybys, so we could have a nice clean record, and then Ace. Comes in and sneezes. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Now now they're going to think we're unprofessional. That's okay. He'll probably whine later, too. Yeah, that's true. His well, MO. Welcome to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I didn't really do this intro last week, but uh, this is the podcast where a married couple uh, talk about pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. do the minimal amount of research required to talk about those things, and we do that because we love each other and we love you. Yes. We love you so much. Hope you're having a great week. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Let's just start getting into it. You have found a show that you can binge because that is your that is your bread and butter. That is Amber's safe place. Binge watching? Yes. A new mm-hmm. show comes on Netflix and you watch it all in approximately 36 hours. Yes. Best case scenario. You know, I feel like if there was a contest, I feel like I'd be in the running for like top five yeah. people who can do this. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Squid Games came out on Netflix. Everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about it. I was a little reluctant to watch it, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because I don't, I don't know. It didn't really draw me in with the, what I had heard about it. Right. Right. Um, so I decided the other day that I was going to give it a chance and I think I made it maybe halfway through the first episode and I shut it off. That's right. This one, it was a, it was a. A simmer started, and then he kind of stepped away. Yeah, and yeah. I it just didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. I was not that interested. But then I thought, you know, everyone's obviously talking about it for a reason. And knowing that my little niece, Charlie, cried at the end of it, I thought, you know, I better give this a shot. Because if it can make a 13-year-old cry, yeah. <laughs> then it's probably a good emotional movie or uh, series. Right. So I just want to kind of go over the plot for people who have live under a rock and you don't know what squid games is uh hundreds of cash strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games inside a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes a survival game that has a whopping 45.6 billion won prize at stake uh that equates to about 40 million dollars in u.s dollars that's big money big money yeah and it's super interesting because i and i think because I was a little turned off that maybe the first episode is because everything um, is in Japanese, so I have to read subtitles. Oh, is it Korean? Korean, yeah, it is I'm, a South Korean show. Oh, man. Oh, it's okay. Just the white girl. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so in Korean, so I have to read the subtitles. And I think yeah. maybe I just wasn't in the mood to do a subtitle you know, show. You're being an American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then once I was able, cause you know, you know me and I like to multitask. 
Yeah. I've yeah got, I true. feel like I've got undiagnosed ADHD. So when I'm watching something, I can listen to it while being on my phone doing something else. Right. Mm-hmm. As do you. I feel like you can do that. Oh, pretty yeah. Often. Like, like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think because I had to have my sole focus on the the episode, yeah. I think that's what really kind of like, eh, I'll just not do it right now. But I'm glad that I dipped back into it because it was phenomenal. So good. Very nice. Yeah, and you kind of dipped in and out of it. I caught a couple of the, the game scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it had like very well executed. It felt just the structure felt very uh, anime related to me. Yeah. You know, where there's the, the build up and then the game happens and the main guy is always kind of the underdog, but through their guile and creativity or intuition, they find a way to just barely make it, mm-hmm. you know? And of course there's the, there's the, the badass guy, like the gangster guy. There's the, you know, kind of the dweeby guy. Like there's the, you know, they're, they're, they hit the tropes mm-hmm. in this show. But every time I watched it, I, I really enjoyed it. I just, I think I've just been bouncing around. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, I, yeah, it seems like it's it, a really good show. Maybe I'm just not in the mood to be bummed out. Yeah, I mean, it is a bummer of a movie. I mean, it reminds you of Hunger Games a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever seen Battle Royale? I don't think so. No, I've got to show you Battle Royale sometime. It's similar. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah. It's a book. I believe it was a book that they then turned into a film, a Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's about a. It's like all of those kind of battle royale movies. They are all kind of dystopian future. I think this one was modern, contemporary, mm-hmm. but most of them are like, you know, the world has gone to shit. And so in uh, in battle royale, uh, basically the idea is that the Japanese government is tired of like kids being shitty and awful. So they just randomly pick like a middle middle school class every year mm-hmm. and they ship them off to an island and they make them uh, kill each other. And the last one surviving gets to leave. Gotcha. And OK. Yeah. That's to my knowledge started the battle royale genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I think it's interesting. This one is like, no, stuff's bad enough now that it can be set now, which I think is a an interesting, bold statement mm-hmm. by the film or the show runners right you want to call it so yeah i mean if you liked the hunger games and or if you've seen battle royale or Mm -hmm. read it i think you'd like this show and i'm yeah i'm glad that i made it to the end i mean obviously before going to bed last night i watched the most bummer episode of the whole season and so you're sleeping next to me and so is cash and i'm sitting here bawling (laughs) by myself sorry i was no oh Yeah, it was, you know, one of those things that's like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't wake up right now because I'm just like a mess. <laughs> He's going to be <laughs> so concerned. But, um, yeah, really, really good show. Mm. I, I recommend it. I heard somebody compare it to, uh, well, it was compared to Parasite, the film that came out, the Academy Award winning film that came out a few years ago, uh, because that is a South Korean director as well. Mm. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. And if I want to try and piece it together, I'll probably just sound racist. So, um I really want to watch Parasite now. Uh, I've seen some really good South Korean films, like The Host uh, mm-hmm. is incredible, fantastic monster movie. But I, um, and the I believe the same director that did Parasite did shit. The one about the train, where Train to Busan. No, oh, uh, that's South Korean as well, though. Good pull. Hey. 
but no, this is the what? Snowpiercer. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th- South Korea just puts out, I think, incredible horror. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously they can ta- tackle multiple genres. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was good. Well, and I the one thing I didn't like was when they brought in um, certain characters towards the, the end, like the last two episodes. You're or talking three about episodes. like the the elitist, kind like of the group. VIP group. Yeah, that's what they called them. Um, didn't care for their acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that that kind of brought it down a little bit for me. But okay. otherwise, overall, pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah. Very nice. What have you been into? Mm, burping apparently uh so <laughs> there's a game that came out oh, a few months ago i think uh, i picked it up on steam recently because it was on sale because i'm thrifty hell yeah it is called death's door and uh it's kind of a fun uh adventure game uh boy it's hard to explain you are a crow and this crow's task is to basically uh, collect souls. He works in kind of this almost administrative position or like a government job. Like the idea that death is like a uh, banal government position. It's like red tape. and um, hmm. But uh, one of your soul contract gets taken away from you. Um, and since you haven't completed that contract, you now start to like age. It doesn't really happen in the game, but it just shows you like you need to do this. So um, basically what you need to do is collect more souls to get to that last soul that you need to collect to close out your contract so you can continue doing what you're doing. Um, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out kind of black and white, which we were talking about last week. I'm not big into that aesthetic, mm-hmm. but it does develop into more colorful, um, uh, colorful looks. Uh, I beat one boss so far. It's like the grandmother urn or something. Interesting. And the idea behind her is that she wants to just totally avoid death. Like, she prevent death. Immortal. Yes. Okay. And uh, the way she's been doing that is by uh, turning people's heads into, like, urns. And somehow that uh, uh, takes them off the, like, death can't sense them. Or this, this death bureau that you work for can't sense them somehow. Hmm. Um, it's very silly. Very uh, great humor. Yeah. It's really funny, but uh, something that's cool that I heard about is when I beat that uh, that first boss, there was then, we had a memorial service for her. It, it was me and weird. a couple other characters, or one character and the gravedigger that I met, and we all just kind of stood there and said, you know, we're here to pay respects to Grandmother Urn, or whatever her name was, mm-hmm. and chatted a little bit about her. And it's it's like, it's very funny, but it also has a certain reverence for for death, um, they talked about like her time here is done, but she's left a mark on this world, sort of thing. Hmm. Very beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah, just I don't know. Getting older, being thirty-five, like it's you know, it's not like not it, in the second half of our yes, life, but yeah, yeah. Knock on wood, I still have more days ahead of me than mm-hmm. I have behind me. But you know, getting to that midway mark, right? And that kind of comes up in my mind somewhat often that sorry this is getting deep for like a <laughs> pop culture podcast but to to have something that play a game that acknowledges death respects mm-hmm. death um it is you know it is a part of life it is the mm-hmm. ending of life and it is valid and beautiful and important uh it's actually really comforting hmm. like i'm really enjoying that so far 
Yeah. If it sounded like Amber was in a fishbowl there for a second, she was just taking a drink. Just taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> a fishbowl so, of gin and tonic. Well, yeah. gin and soda water. So, yeah, if you're into kind of Metroidvania-esque games, adventure like you kind of do some backtracking. There's kind of a main hub world where, you know, first I went like west to get to her. Now I got to head out east to another area. And then I think the other guys maybe up north or something. Um, so you do a little big bit of backtracking um, and you gain powers as you go. Uh, it's really pleasant. I don't think it's going to be a super long game, like 10 hours max. So. Oh, really? Pretty short then. Yeah. And it's got a pretty forgiving checkpoints too. So that's when I've been, you know, I'll play for 30 minutes at night mm-hmm. and every once in a while and shut it off. And it's intuitive enough that I can, I'm not like, oh, what are the controls again? Because I'm old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, love that one. Death's Door. Check it out. I think it might be on Switch. Might It might be on most consoles. Uh, but like I said, I got it on Steam. Got it on the PC. So it's, and it's, it was like 15 bucks. Mm. Well worth your nice. your money, in my opinion. Excuse me, bourbon over mm. here. Uh, you know what I just thought of? So uh, we're obviously in our office, and for some reason our lights went out in here. Um, so we're <laughs> trying to figure out if it's an electrical thing, electrical thing, or maybe just like the light bulbs. But you should play one of your really creepy, scary horror video games in here. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't alone? that be? Yeah. No. That <laughs> oh no! Th- no, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel like more consumed in the video game? In a bad way. <laughs> I'd feel terrible. I, I I enjoy horror movies, but I enjoy them when I'm with you. Mm. If I have to watch I, them alone, I can't protect you. So yeah, if I'm watching horror movies alone, it's midday for sure. Yeah, it's a two p.m. watch, hands down. <laughs> I think the only time I've really watched a horror movie by myself when it's dark was when I went and saw It Without You, the uh, mm, the, the, the remake newest, part yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. No. No. I, I really don't like horror games. Yeah. I don't. They. I just. They. They are so jump scare focused mm-hmm. that I have a hard time. Like I. I just don't find them enjoyable. I think jump I scares are my least favorite part of films as well. Yeah, I would have such anxiety. I think. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think, did we play one on our uh, VR headset at one, or you maybe you did? That was kind of scary. Did I mean, I? granted, I think we might have just been like shooting zombies. Oh but yeah, there was a zombie one yeah. that we played. Yeah, but we we were like in a big room with friends, um, so that one was yeah not too scary. Yeah, I don't think I'd even do that one alone. <laughs> no, no. Don't, well, don't I got you, boo. It. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so last week, uh, for our first like kind of segment, we ranked the Marvel origin movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we crushed it. I think we did a great job. I think so too. Um, so we thought for this week, uh, what we would do is we would draft monsters. I mean, tis the season, right? Yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not going movie monsters. It's not like the universal monsters. We're just any monsters, monsters. Right? Yeah. Whether it be, um, cryptid, Nature or old mythology or films, books, TV, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping it real broad. Um, I think you might be a little bit more broad than me. I could not think of anything that was really? not in a movie. Okay. So this will be fun. Yeah. Um, so we will, we're each going to draft five mm-hmm. and we'll do snake draft style. So, um, you know, it'll be one, two, two, three, three, four, if that makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. And then what do you think? Rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, best of one and go on three right well rock paper scissors shoot on shoot yeah okay rock paper scissors shoot bam uh, Amber scissors over paper you want to go first uh yeah okay. i do mm-hmm. perfect all right and so we are gonna draft five monsters <laughs> each and then at the end we are gonna draft a monster that we think sucks mm-hmm. yeah which is really hard for me but really i have one Okay. You, you may not agree with me, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. My first pick, I'm going to go with King Kong. Wow. I love it. That's great. <laughs> He's big and strong, and I feel like I need a giant in my draft. I love it. I I don't think I was anywhere in that realm. No? For some reason, no. I, I think I focused on more stuff that legitimately scares me or oh. scared me <laughs> as a child. Well, you know what? I've got I've got one or two that are kind of kind of there. Okay. Yeah, but not exactly there. Um, let's see. So I want to draft something that you might have. This one's kind of boring, but it is classic and it did scare me a ton when I was a kid. So much so that when I was sleeping, I would need to have my covers over my neck. Really? Yep. Okay. It's vampires. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Thank you. That's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. Didn't go like Count Dracula or anything. Just generally vampires, vampires really scared me. I think I saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And that that had a pretty big effect on me. Yeah, I can yeah. see why. Vampires have always just, uh, just messed me up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> so I've got the next one. Mm-hmm. Hmm... Mm-hmm. We. This one is a little well. I mean, it's not super broad, but I just couldn't like I didn't want to specify one of these creatures. But I'm gonna go with the the bugs from Starship Troopers. I don't know what those are. Have you ever seen Starship Troopers? No. Really? Yeah. It's great. That man. I don't know if we could. I mean, whatever. It's our podcast. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> like, that's that's way more sci-fi than horror. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I've got to show you Starship Troopers. The like, there's, they're just awful. They're terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure. So I'm holding my mic, but I've got to type this stuff out. So you. Well, know you don't what? have to type mine out because I've got mine in order. Oh, you got yours in order. Yeah. So okay. don't don't worry about mine. All right. Um. So. Yeah, the bugs from Starship Troopers. They're massive. They take like five or six uh, troopers, unloading a clip into them to take them down. Mm-hmm. But there's also like a big beetle one that shoots its acid. There's a big kind of sluggy looking one that like sucks out your brain and stuff. Ooh. Um, well, do I want to tell you this? No, in case we watch it, I'm not going to tell you something okay. about like the movie and the story and the message behind the movie. But they just really, they, ooh, they get me because they... Um, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna mention another monster. I don't want to mention any picks, so I'm okay. just gonna say bugs from Starship Troopers. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I went a little like PG on mine. Really? I'm looking at them all. I'm like, yeah. Well, because I, I guess I'm thinking, okay, I want to get a, a range, a broad range, right? So if I have my monster team and we get into a fight. We have, you know, different monsters that can do different things. I like that. Well-rounded. Right? I, I think that's a great approach. So. <laughs> I might actually steal it for the ones I pick. 
Um, okay, the second one. I'm going to go with, because now I'm, I'm second guessing my choices. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with um, uh, the dragon from Harry Potter. Like the one that's uh, the like albino Gringotts or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, hell yeah. I can't remember if it has a name or whatever, but yeah. I'm like, you know, I I need something that can fly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're getting some you're getting some chonkers out of the way up front. But he he does have a pretty good weakness, so. What's his weakness? You just ring a bell and he like cowers away. Oh. That yeah, might not but, be a good pick. But then Harry and Hermione and. I mean, spoilers, but they got him out of there. They set him free. So, who's gonna know to like ring a bell at him? Yeah, and those like those little like goblin dudes come after him. But I wonder if that was a special bell. I we don't got, know. Talk, it just made up some, a lot of noise. We got some family that mm-hmm. uh, really, Harry really Potter love fans. Harry Potter. Yeah, we'll have to ask them. Yeah, it it was almost like a like a no, like a clacker or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That might not have been a good one, but I went with it because I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then do I do my third one and then you do? Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to allow it. <laughs> yeah. You don't consider I, him a monster? Well, it's funny because he is m- more humanoid. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe because he's not more humanoid than vampires. Vampires typically look pretty human. I think just because Hellboy is such a good guy. But you're not wrong. Like he is... He, He's a badass. He came from hell. Yeah. You know, he is supposed to be the destroyer of the world. It mm-hmm. was just lucky that he met his, his father figure who raised him to be a good hellboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That is outside of the box thinking. I respect that. <laughs> Updating. Okay. Have you seen both the Hellboy movies? Uh, I want to say I have, but it's been a while. Yeah. I, I love that second one. I yeah. think the second one is a ton of fun. The first one's good, but it suffers from that origin movie syndrome where it's just like let's just let's get going guys come on because they got so much uh so much ground delay you know Mm -hmm. narrative wise the second one just really ups the mythical creatures it's Guillermo del Toro of course so he Mm -hmm. puts out like kind of weird stuff um I I think the second one's better than the first so you know what let's stick with Guillermo del Toro and somebody probably knows the name of this creature I don't so I'm just going to call him the guy with eyes and hands from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Remember the guy? Yeah. Gnarly. Real creepy. Hated it. Yeah. So good, though. But was he like a bad guy, per se, or was he just like a guard? I feel like he was just kind of there. So it's been a while since right? I've seen Pan's Labyrinth, honestly. Uh, well, if we're going off bad guy, then maybe Hellboy wouldn't be on there. That's so true. That is true. Careful in that glass house you're building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you think of any mo- other monsters from Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, uh, no. That's the only one that really sticks out in my brain. Because I feel like I have not seen that movie since it came out, which was probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, same here. I I think maybe there were some like kind of pixie-ish creatures in there. Oh, that does sound familiar. You know what? That's got to go on the list for, yeah. for the rest of... Oh, we got to watch Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that movie. All right, so now I give my fourth. What are you going to do, Garrett? What are you going to do? I You don't know this one, so I can save that one. You know what? When I was younger, I was watching this movie. I think it might have been like a second or third in the in the 
filmography of this creature. Uh-huh. And I remember there's a scene where it's like a babysitter and the two kids she's watching, uh, something like that, or maybe a parent and two kids or something. But I remember they're going through the sewers, they're trying to escape, and the young boy gets taken by this monster and killed. It was the first time I saw a kid die in a movie. I I assumed that was off limits, like you couldn't do it. Right. Drags this boy to hell. It's gnarly. Hmm. Um, it is The Blob. I don't think I've really seen The Blob. Uh, I've seen, like I said, I think maybe I've seen sequels more than, uh, I don't, I mean, the original I think was like a 50s movie, but the, the 1980s remake mm. is terrifying to me. Like, yeah, we'll have to put that on our list. It's This isn't an exact, like, correct comparison, but something that always creeped me out was the idea of assimilation. Like, mm-hmm. the idea that, like, uh, uh, this is going to be name and a pick, but here we go. The Body Snatchers. Um, the Body Snatchers are, you know, creatures from space that will, you know, take over your mind, and then you're trying, the, the creature will then try and spread and propagate, mm. you know. That always scared me. I don't know why it affected me so much, but so much so that there was like, there's a type of tag when you're growing up where if you tag somebody, they've got to hold hands with you, and then you tag somebody else, and they hold hands, and you just form this big chain of people holding hands trying to tag people. It stressed me out like crazy when I was a kid. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe just the idea of losing my agency or. Maybe? Soul for that matter. Huh. And the blob, it's not like you assimilate. Me. I mean, it just consumes you and it grows bigger. Yeah. But it still really creeps me out. Yeah. And the fact that it has like zero face, it is just an amorphous being that doesn't think it just consumes. Right. Hate it. Okay. It scares the shit out That's of me. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. I totally get that. All right. So How now many are, am I at? Oh, we've got three. Fourth so we got and fifth. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm. Let's go with uh, Gremlins. Did I take it? You, you know, I, I don't think I even wrote it down, but I was thinking about it earlier today. That's a fantastic pick. Gremlins. Phenomenal. I'm surprised you didn't take that higher, thinking that I would take it. Because I yeah. love Gremlins. I don't know. And I, I think I also went into it like, which monsters do I like? Because yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going <laughs> to... I had young Frankenstein on here. Because I'm like, he's just a cool dude. But that, obviously, that he wouldn't be good in fight. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might have to, I might have to pull a veto on that one. Um, so gremlins, uh, obviously, we're thinking the leathery gremlins, not mm-hmm. the mogwai, right? Gremlins, like, uh, my God, what's what's the little what's the little guy's name? Oh, g- g- it's not Gidget, is it? Gidget. It does start with a G, though. I feel like does it. Gizmo. Gizmo. There it is. There, oh my god! I, that's right. Uh, I had a dog named Gizmo. Yes. Yeah, he's very sweet. Yeah. Good dog. Very good. Yeah. Sweet. If you dog. got him riled up, his teeth would chatter. He's a. <laughs> he's a. Was it a rat nosed terrier? That Th- sounds that, right. Yeah. It seems like a mean thing to call a terrier, though. You little rat, rat nose. nose. <laughs> Gross ass terrier. <laughs> uh, gremlins. Gremlins, uh, and then uh, fifth. S- sorry, real oh, quick. Yeah. I'm just like. I'm, now I'm compiling movies for us. Have you okay. seen Gremlins 2? Uh, the the new batch? The bad batch? Something like that? You know, how many Gremlin movies are there? Two. Only two? I, I know, right? It's a crime. I feel maybe I've only there seen the first one. There should be at least one. ten. Probably did we watch the first, the first one last year? I think we did. 
Probably. Yeah, we should definitely watch yeah. the second one because it is insane. Yeah. I mean, Keen Peel made a sketch about it. They did? Yeah. About like this coked up um, consultant that comes into the writer's room and just tells, like, ask people to name a type of grillman they want to see and they'll come <laughs> up with these crazy, stupid ideas and they are absolutely all in the movie. Oh, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but I'm sorry, your final pick. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go with Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Yes. Very nice. I mean, the, I feel the Canadian comedian, uh, SNL. <laughs> um, I mean, geez. so I married I mean, an axe murderer, yeah. you know, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So he just, you know, he's never off. He's, he's always just always on. out for blood, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe because we just watched like the newest or yeah, the newer Halloween movie. My God, spoilers for the podcast. True, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that it just kind of popped in my head. Like, you know, I consider him a monster, even though he is a human. Yeah. Um, because I feel like he really has no reason to kill. He just kills to kill. Yeah, absolutely. I you totally know? agree. I was thinking when I wrote this list, I really didn't put any slasher uh, yeah. characters down. Um, again, I think it's just because I'm not a big slasher guy. Mm. Um, but uh, I think that's a great one. Oh. What have you got? What have you got? So... This one I think is a little p- pretentious. Kay. Oh no, but I can't. I can't leave him off. Do I go with my mind or my heart? Always your heart. Always got to go with my heart. So Pennywise. Oh, of course. Obviously Pennywise. Of course. Um, anytime there's like a, uh, not a draft necessarily, but it's like a, they'll do a bracket of like all these. Uh, horror movie monsters. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pennywise always gets knocked out super early, and I don't get it. Like I, I wonder think, why. Yeah, I think Pennywise is terrifying, and of course, so I can't speak to this as much as my brother. My brother's read pretty much all of the Stephen King novels that are out there, mm-hmm. besides probably some some short stories. But if I understand correctly, Pennywise is obviously not just Pennywise. Pennywise is an alien creature, mm-hmm. um, and he's showed up in a bunch of different. Um, Stephen King novels. He was Mr. Gray in... Fifty uh, Shades of Gray. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, now, what's... Uh, Dreamcatcher. Mr. Gray in Dreamcatcher. Uh, I believe he showed up in some of the uh, Dark Tower novels. He is just... He is a cosmic entity born of evil and darkness. Okay, cool. So that in and of itself is terrifying, but... I mean, just the work that he did in Dairy, Maine. I mean, bravo. Mm-hmm. Just capitalizing on kids' fears. Yeah. To make them more delicious and consume them. Like, I love it. And I understand a lot of people have issues with the remake films that were done recently. Totally get it. They are not perfect, but I love them so much. They are really I good. I think they're so fun. Um, I mean, I've read It. And, of course, like... The movies do not compare. I, I see them as two separate entities. Mm-hmm. It is arguably Stephen King's masterwork. Mm. You know, somebody might say Salem's Lot or The Shining, maybe. The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, it is, it feels like a like an opus or something. Like he was exercising his own demons in that one. You know, mm-hmm. The Shining more, almost more literally, him exercising his demons of alcoholism and cocaine abuse. Um, but I don't know. There's something about it that just feels so large and yet so relatable to everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Pennywise is just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Really he scared pick. me. He has scared me since I was a very young child. Too young to watch the It TV film. Mm-hmm. But my brother wasn't going to watch it alone. 
That's where I get those tendencies. That's why you got to watch movies with yep. me. I learned <laughs> it from my older brother. I learned it from you, Dylan. <laughs> I'm happy to, to, to help. Yeah. That And I also, I didn't put it on my list because I had a feeling he might have been your first pick. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I probably should have been smarter and taken him earlier. Mm-hmm. So thank you for not busting my bracket or whatever we want to call it. Totally fine. Yeah. And then was that your fifth? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you know what? Since you went first, we'll have you go first in the monster that you think is is whack. And we've got my son in here. That's why I said whack instead of other words. Right. <laughs> hey, Boogie. You want to say hi? Say hi. Oh, boy. That's a scary noise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He's laughing. All right. <laughs> okay. Do, do you need something, kiddo? Or are you just going to hang out? Okay. <laughs> he just got the giggles. He just got the giggles. You can hang out if you want, but that's fine. Um, I went with the leprechaun. He was he was on my list of monsters I like. Really? Yeah. I think that, uh, of, of course, I forget the actor's name, but I thought that he, like, nobody would think a movie about a leprechaun would not only be successful, but go on to spin... Uh, uh, Spawn off multiple sequels. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to that actor, but also just, yeah, I, I, maybe maybe that's more so the actor giving him the props as opposed to an actual leprechaun. An actual leprechaun is not that frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I maybe it's the same thing with like Chucky too. Yeah, where Chucky's Chucky's up there for me. Yeah. yeah. I, because I guess when I think of like monster, I think of something that can really overpower me. Mm-hmm. And if a, mm-hmm. a leprechaun or Chucky, which are like, you know, a couple feet, yeah. I feel like I could get away easier. And Totally. Yeah. 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 I'm right there with you. You know, they might have some magical stuff going on, but generally speaking, True. they do not have a long gate with which to chase you. Right. I'm right there with you. Mine is in the similar vein. Yeah. I'm going with the mummy. Okay. He literally needs like a chauffeur to get him from one place to the other. Yeah. Like even oh, I in totally the modern one, he had to have his like uh, the little wormy guy get him to the other people so he could consume them. But in the old one, like he, it was the slowest walk ever. Like I don't understand how that's terrifying. Um, now, of course, there's movies like uh, It Follows where that creature has a very slow gait. But I don't know. For some reason... I guess maybe that's scarier because only the person that has been infected can see it, mm. you know, so it has kind of a more, but like if that thing's walking down main street towards me, like it, the cops will be called. The mm. military eventually will be called and that thing will be destroyed and burned and everybody goes back to their lunches, you know? Right. I, yeah. th- I think the mummy is, is just so basic. I mean, interesting that you say like, thanks buddy. Um, they say he had to have people to like help him get yeah. gain power or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Is it throughout the whole thing or just the beginning? Because I feel like uh, just the beginning, at least in the the newer Brendan Fraser one. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the same thing happens with like Voldemort. He needs somebody to like constantly like feed his powers for him to gain. Yeah, that's true. Full body and stuff. But Voldemort no- knows magic. The mummy does not know magic. Well, well, again- he's like a powerful being though. Again, like in, the, in the in the newer one, like he ha- calls the sandstorm and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if you go back to like the what 1930s, 1940s film, he just saunters. He just oh, saunters okay. around and mm-hmm. like chokes people or something. 
you know. So I guess it depends on which mummy we're going with. True, yeah. So I'm going with old, dusty mummy. Got it, okay. Not, not new, sexy, Brandon Fraser mummy. Cash, do you have a favorite monster? I think it is a big vampire. Big vampire. Vampire was on my list, too. Yep, you and Dad got the yep. same same guess there. Yeah. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions that uh, you didn't, like, were on your list, but they just didn't make it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please. Um, so, Death Eaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Blade. I mean, granted, he's a good guy, kind of. It's so interesting that you're going with with protagonists Yeah. sometimes. But again, respect it. A daywalker. Yeah, for sure. And the Marshmallow Man. Love it. That's so good. (laughs) I got got to be honest. I'm shocked that didn't make the list. That's a great one. I know. I was, yeah, thinking about it, but. So I had uh, the Leprechaun, like Mm, I said. mm -hmm. Um, The titular Anaconda from the film Anaconda. That's a good one. I, I think that Anaconda was pretty scary. That well, yeah, that was pretty scary. The the kind of nerdy one I was gonna go with was Cthulhu. What is that? Cthulhu is a a uh, like interstellar monster from uh, H.P. Lovecraft's novels. Mm-hmm. He's like a god from a different dimension, but he's like this big squiddy guy, like eater of worlds okay. kind of stuff, pretty gnarly. Um, and I also just went with a giant squid, like from yeah. uh, Ten Thousand Leagues or whatever, like something that drags me underwater. Don't don't care for it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's a good one. Yeah. They'll, those scared me a lot when I was a kid watching it now. It's a really fun, dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one I just added was the monsters from the film Tomorrow War. I think they did an amazing job on those monsters. Was that the Tom Cruise one? No. Chris Pratt. Oh. Yeah. You were thinking of Live, Die, Repeat. I was, yeah. Yeah. Which those are good too. Yeah, they're just a little too like kind of amorphous for me. I mm. like that the monsters in the Tomorrow War, like they were, they were just big, scary creatures. Yeah, like they had a definite shape, look, size. Um, I think maybe that's why the Live Die Repeat ones didn't really Resonate. get me as much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. That is a draft in the books. Hey, if you guys want to send us like your draft, you know. Um, you want to draft with your kids, just uh, email it over to us or hit us up on social media. But uh, we are going to get to the movies that we watched after a quick break. And we will be right back. Love you tons. And we're back. The Queen and I got burps, but I think we got them out <laughs> during that break. Uh, so now we will go into the movies that we watched this uh, week for Halloween. Just like last year, we're just watching, you know. A horror hey, movie hey every guys, day. Hey, guys, new concept. We're watching a horror movie every day, you know, for October. We're, we're crazy. Yeah. We're so original. We're trailblazers. <laughs> uh, so, first one we watched was The Night House. This movie came out in 2020, uh, directed by David Bruckner. Writers were Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Sure. Stars Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, and Bondi Curtis Hall. Uh, synopsis is a widow begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. What do you think of this one? Uh, I th- I think I liked it. Yeah, um, I love Rebecca Hall. She's uh, the main gal, right? Yeah, she was. Uh, oh yeah, she was in uh, the most recent uh, Kong vs Godzilla movie. 
Oh, she um, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. She was great in the town. I really liked her in uh, Iron Man Two. No, Iron Man Three. Uh, I thought she was great in Iron Man Three. I was kind of bummed they killed her off as early as they did. Spoilers for Iron Man Three. Well, who was she in Iron Man Three? She was uh, like kind of one of Tony Stark's ex lovers. Um, oh, yep, that's yeah, right. That then, like, kind of gets in league with uh, the guy that's running the extremis. Yes, project. that's right. Okay, yeah. I get. Um, she does a lot of what I would call wet eye acting in this yeah. film. Her eyes are constantly just on the verge of tears. They drip in, soaking <laughs> wet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. So, I think I cut you off because I went into her filmography. But uh, so, so you like this one? I think I remember, while. yeah, I did like yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a, kind of an original storyline. I thought it had a pretty solid mystery mm-hmm. at the core. Maybe, I think the final like reveal in the final section. Kind of weird. It gets a little muddy, a little odd. Oh my God, I'm still, I still got burpees. Um, but overall, I thought it was really engaging mm-hmm. and really interesting. Just maybe didn't fully land the finale for me. Yeah. Same with you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I get why they went there with the finale. I guess, mm-hmm. but it just it reminded me of like um because I think the same thing happened with like Midnight Mass on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I I didn't I don't know if I loved it, but it was fine. That, I mean. In any movie or story, hitting the third act and landing it is really tough. But I think in horror especially, yeah, landing that third act reveal and conclusion. I mean, that's that's the shit that Stephen King's got in his entire career is he doesn't know how to write an ending. But it's so hard to write a satisfying ending to a horror movie. Right. You know, yeah. or a horror novel for that matter. So, uh, but I give it, I give it a watch it. Yeah. And our criteria is watch it. Watch well, it maybe. Watch it maybe. Um <laughs> And uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So does it watch it for you? I think so, yeah. I'm right there with you. I think it's yeah. a watch it. Uh, what's the, do we have a runtime on here? Ooh. Hour 47. Um, so it's just at the cusp of like, okay, maybe maybe cut off 10 minutes. But this one, I think, worth it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I, I I think it's really good. It's yeah. got like a 6.6 rating on IMDb. I think that's totally fair. I think maybe a seven, but mm-hmm. yeah, still good. So we like to mix in palate cleansers throughout this Halloween season. Yeah, you got to bring it, you know, just like their hot wing challenge gives yeah. ups, ups and downs, peaks Absolutely. and valleys, you know? And, it, you know, I think that's the cool thing about uh, horror movies and just filming in general is it's it can be such a fluid, like genres just kind of peel into each other and dive into each other all the time. So, uh but this one was a lot scarier than I thought it was going to be. Just kidding. It kind of sucked. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's a typical fun Adam yeah. Sandler movie. We watched Hubie Halloween. This came out last year, uh, 2020 around Halloween. And this is directed by Stephen Brill, uh, written by Tim Herlihy and Adam Sandler. And it stars Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and Julie Bowen. Mm-hmm. Uh, synopsis. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem and its Halloween celebration, Hubie Dubois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. I'll start. It's dumb. Like, but, yeah. it, but it's an Adam Sandler movie. Like, right. You know, uh, I don't think anybody's going in expecting 
you know, revolutionary comedic takes on anything. It's just Hubie's kind of a dipshit and everybody hates him. And then at the end of the movie, you're convinced to like him. Right. And I think, you know, it's at the end of the movie, they give you like a life lesson, right? Super cute, cutesy little Halloween movie. Um, yeah. A lot of it, you as you're watching it, you kind of start poking holes and mm. like, well, that's really stupid. Yeah. And um, even even like Julie Bowen's character just like ha- just has it out not has it out for him but so horny for him yeah so unreasonably horny for this grown man living with his mother um and like well and like you said it's a, just it's a man child yeah like well, like and cartoonishly and i think you know it definitely um is in the same line with like um happy gilmore and waterboy mm-hmm. and you know things of of that nature but and I I wouldn't say like I love Adam Sandler, but those type of movies are fine by yeah. me. I don't love them, but this one, like this one, it's it's fine if you like it. I think especially if you watch it with your kids, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's that's gonna be a good time. Something that drives me nuts though is when your lead actor is also the writer, and the movie is written so that the lead female protagonist, who's usually just incredibly gorgeous mm-hmm. gorgeous it's like so swooning. horny for this guy yeah and it's like man it's gross that you you were a writer on this and you're like no like i don't know i i think it's gross i think it's dumb and like when i feel like the whole town like hates him for no reason like everybody's such a bully towards him yeah and there was really no reason for it whatsoever it's not justified it's no, not. It's it's like just if, if if this type of person actually existed in a small town like that, people would not treat him that way. Yeah, yeah. He's basically doing his uh water boy voice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what Adam Sandler's comedy has devolved. Well, I would say his comedy has devolved into just doing dumb voices. But they, then again, that was a popular character on uh, SNL. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. I'm Mr. Baghead Man. Like it's like, right. oh no, it's been staring us in the face this whole time. It's so maybe it's a goofy fine. movie just to be a goofy movie. Yeah. Oh, def- I definitely, definitely. You know? Yeah, I mean, saying there's a message at the end is, I think, generous. Yeah. It's like, don't be mean to people that are different. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Hubie. <laughs> really, really cracked the code on that one. Yeah. I I think I'm being unnecessarily mean to this one. Um, for me, it's a watch it maybe if you got kids. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think if you don't, then I don't think you're really missing anything. No. I would say maybe, like, get a little stoned and watch it, but I know if I was stoned, like, I'd be really aggravated the whole time. Really? Yeah, i I become, like, uber-critic. Well, maybe that's what he's making it for, is for the stoneheads that like to laugh at really, like, silly Could be. movies. Yeah. The, the one thing that I really liked is uh, there's a cameo by Shaq, and I always think that's fun. That um, was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, his... Uh, uh, it's uh, Shaq, and yeah, his wife is played by Betsy Sodaro, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Betsy Sodaro. Yeah, yeah, she's super they, funny. They they make a meal of their like two one or two scenes together. Next, we watch the Forever Purge. Uh, this one came out in 2021. This is probably like what the fifth Purge movie. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, Some, it's, somewhere around there. It's yeah. somewhere around there. It it feels like maybe uh maybe a bit of a soft reboot even. Um, mm-hmm. So it was directed by Ivardo Gout, uh, written by James DeMonaco, and stars 
Ana de la Magura, Tino Huerta, and Josh Lucas. And uh, this one is uh, the synopsis. All the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decide that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. What do you think? It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like, what did they give it? Oh, oh, 5.4 out of 10. 5.4 out of 10 on Rotten Tomato, or on IMDb, rather. I think that's more or less fair. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of the lead characters I thought were engaging. And yeah. uh, I wanted to... I wanted them to make it through. Good acting, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, I think they they found a way to just avoid it being entirely racial. Like, they actually delve into... I mean, I think the Purge has always delved into the haves versus have-nots and uh, the kind of mm-hmm. wage disparity and how the Purge is a way for the rich to stay rich by the poor killing off the poor or the rich going off and killing off the poor. So this one gets back into that. Uh, I like the change of scenery. Like it's more kind of uh, south, southwest, like Texas. Yeah, that's true. area. I thought that was a fun change. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst Purge movie I've seen. Mm. Do you know which one is Man, you didn't the, like? There was one that was super boring. It was like a Purge origin movie that really I just mm. took for goddamn ever to get going. <laughs> this one at least like it got going fairly quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it kept me on my toes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a Purge movie. You, yeah. you kind of know what you're getting into. It's as much tense. And yeah. yeah. They they want to throw lipstick on a pig and say, oh, well, this one keeps going. It's like, okay, that's fine, I guess. You just took the ticking clock off. Mm-hmm. It, but then they put a ticking clock back on it later on in the movie because they've got to find a way to keep stakes. So they're like, oh, well, the Purge is done, but they're still purging, so now there's a new clock. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine. Uh, yeah. What do you give it? As hard as I am on it, I'd give it a watch it. I'd give it a watch it maybe. Yeah. Hour 43. It's, I think for the change of scenery alone, uh, it's got some good actors in there. Yeah. I did like the, uh, you know, um, showing it from the lens of... Um, like the Hispanic and their, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. troubles of, you know, getting into America and things like that and just dealing with racist people. Yeah. Um, that I thought was smart. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's a watch it maybe for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm being I think I'm giving it a little extra mm-hmm. calling it a watch it. I think a watch it maybe is probably a little more reasonable. But like I look back on it, I was like, I had a pretty good time that whole time. Like I was, mm, I was mm-hmm. in it. I wasn't checking my phone. Yeah, I can't remember if I was or not, but yeah. All right, and then we watched. So we watched an episode of Creep Show, and uh, Creep Show is, I think it's like three or four seasons deep on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Love Shutter. Shutter sponsor us, I guess. You, you'll never listen to this. Uh, so we watched uh, season one, episode two, uh, and. It's broken off into two episodes. First episode was Bad Wolf Down. Mm-hmm. Second episode was The Finger. Uh, Bad Wolf Down is about, uh, uh, it's set in World War II. Uh, some soldiers uh, kind of trapped behind enemy lines, getting chased by Nazis. Um, and they run into this lady who's a werewolf. And it gets silly from there. Uh, the Finger uh, stars DJ Qualls. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. It was good to see DJ again. Um and he finds a finger 
And then it grows into a weird alien, alien creature. Thing? I honestly don't remember how that one ends. Oh, how does it end? I think oh, I, I remember. Is it like run away or something? Or um. Well, I, I don't know. Should we talk about it on yeah. here? We'll yeah, talk so about it after. All right, me. so we'll talk about Bad Wolf Down. Uh, it had Kid Cudi in it. I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. I like Kid Cudi. Uh, both of these were really silly. Um, not. Felt like more nostalgic. Yeah, it felt. Uh, it definitely felt like an episode of. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very tongue in cheek, very silly. Um, of course, they don't have a huge budget, so they just kind of. They go more silly since mm-hmm. they, they don't have the budget to like have a serious, you know, uh, scary CG effect. So the wolves looked ridiculous. Um, but I mean, at least Entertaining, it, they, sure. yeah, they injected some style into it. Um, I, I did think the finger was probably the lesser of the two. Um, at least for me, I like DJ Qualls a lot. I was going to say, I kind of like the finger. Yeah. More. I just thought it was a lot of him just talking into camera. I mean, he was, yeah, yeah but isn't terrible. I it. At least DJ Qualls is, uh, you know, a, a good actor. Yeah. Oh yeah, he ends up in like prison, doesn't he? Yes, or, in a, or a psych in a, ward or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, not a whole lot to talk about on these ones. Just because uh, what were they like twenty really minutes a piece or something? Twenty to thirty minutes each. Yeah. yeah. It's oh yeah. It's uh the entire episode is forty four minutes, so about twenty twenty two minutes each. Yeah. Um. Yeah, watch them. I, I think Creep Show is fantastic. Yeah, they're just, they're it's fun, good, silly fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what, not too scary, you know. No, no. What do you give it? Uh, I give it a watch. It. Yeah, for sure. Next, we watched the 2018 Halloween, and uh, this one was directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, the writers they have John Carpenter listed because it's based on characters that he wrote, of course, and uh, Deborah Hill. Also created the characters, and it was written by Jeff Fradley. That's a fun name to say. And it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, my queen. <laughs> Judy Greer, <laughs> best actor in the game. And uh, Andy Matichuk? Hmm. Sure, close enough. Yeah. And uh, this one, the synopsis, Laurie Strode confront, confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. That's a long, long yeah. time jump. Yeah. You know, I'd seen little bits of this before, but I'd never sat down and watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Really good. Yeah. I thought, um, well, you had to remind me that this one takes place after w- the very first one. Very first one, yeah. They uh, So through some dialogue, mm-hmm. they... They talk about like, you know, I heard that uh, Laurie Strode was actually Michael Myers' sister and uh, Laurie Strode's granddaughter is like, no, that's just a rumor that people spread because that's what happens in the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, it basically wipes out the uh, entire timeline. Mm-hmm. So it just resets it at uh, the first movie. And then this one takes place 40 years later. Yeah. Michael Myers escapes for the first time and goes on a killing spree. Uh, God, great performances all around. The kids mm-hmm. were great. The adults were fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean. You got Judy Greer in there, uh-huh. chopping it up with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. What's not to like? Uh, the kills were brutal. Oh yeah, like bloody. Yeah, again, again, I I typically don't like horror or uh, slasher movies, rather, mm-hmm. because like a lot of times the the kids might be annoying, but I'm like they don't deserve to die this 
in this grisly fashion. Yeah. And it's more or less the same way with these kids. Like, there's a young kid that dies in this one, which was... That was really yeah, sad. They could have been a lot more brutal on that one. I'm glad they weren't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that the the like teenage boys are all kind of horny, stupid dickheads that... Then I was like, what are they in like middle school, high school, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think they're like senior year. Okay. Junior, senior year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, like this one's a watch so it for so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a definite watch it for me. Now I'm surprised they gave it a six point five out of ten. And what was the one prior? It was a seven. Yeah. The creep show was a seven. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. Not I, at all. <laughs> well, I love that they make Laurie Strode a tragic figure because she has lived with this trauma her entire life and they show how she has basically destroyed every interpersonal relationship that she's had. Yeah. Because she is like preparing on Michael coming back. Yeah. You know? And preparing and for that day. It's driven her daughter away and her granddaughter is trying to mend that bridge. But mm-hmm. yeah. Love it. And, of course, it leads to her alcoholism. And mm-hmm. um, they touched down on that on uh, Halloween H2O. They kind of, when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis came back for the first mm-hmm. time since she left the series, they kind of talk about her taking a lot of Percocet and drinking a lot of white wine. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was dealt with in a more, I don't know, more realistic, but at least a more believable and gut-wrenching kind of way yeah i see like, that and she survived but also she didn't right you know I, it can still consumed her life yeah 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 she definitely did not come out unscarred so mm-hmm. yeah this one i mean damn watch it even, even if you're not at, like i said i'm not a big slasher guy i'd still highly recommend this one i'm looking forward to halloween kills mm-hmm. i think that one comes out is it out yet if it's not soon. out yet it's coming out real soon yep uh we then watched I'm sorry, you gave your rating, right? We both I did. Watched yes, it. Okay, I did. Perfect. Yeah. We then watched Malevolent. Uh, we watched this on Netflix. It's a 2018 film. With your girl. Uh, with my my pew. Your Florence yeah. Pew. Yeah. Um, oh shoot! I thought of a good name for uh, like big fans of Florence Pew. Oh yeah, the Pew Fighters. So the, <laughs> so the Foo Fighters, the Pew Fighters. Uh, so this one is directed by Olaf De Fleur Johansson. Written by Ben Katai and Evan Constantopoulos. Stars Florence Pugh, Ben Lloyd Hughes, and Scott Chambers. And the synopsis is a team of scam artists get more than they bargained for when a job at a haunted country estate gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me what you thought about this one, wife. Um, I think I really like this one. Okay. I mean, I I would give it a watch it. I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, obviously Florence does an incredible job. Um, and I mean, I think you had mentioned something about you, you feel like this has kind of been done before. Yeah. Um, true. But I still like enjoy that kind of storyline. Sure. You know, sure. Um, and yeah, it was uh, bloody and like cringy at times. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's definitely like. If I'm watching a horror scary show that's or movie, that's what I expect. And so I feel like they they did a good job of it. Okay. Very nice. So I'm a, I'm on a opposite side from you. Yeah. I, I thought this one was just predictable and took too long to get going. Hmm. Okay. Kind of lacked in scares. And yeah, it felt like it had already been done and probably done better. I don't this isn't a poorly made movie by any means. It seemed more like a torture movie. 
I guess towards the end, but again, that's it's such a kind of minor part of the film. Mm-hmm. It didn't escalate enough for me to justify kind of the run up to it. Okay. I just I came away feeling like, ah, oh, man, that movie's pretty forgettable. If we watch this movie again next year, I wouldn't be surprised because I'd be like, oh, we watched that. Yeah. I you know Florence Pugh is about the only thing keeping my eyes on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think she's magnetic. And um, I yeah I enjoyed it, but I think I even told you I think I've watched this before. See, so when you said I'm it was sure forgettable, it's just been a different movie, but it's the right. same movie. Yeah. I, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. So. But it, obviously, it was for, forgettable because I was yeah. like, ah, this seems really familiar. Like I've seen it before, but obviously, I couldn't remember everything out of that movie. So. Yeah, I think there's better kind of haunted house related films with mm. better twists, better, uh, like, uh, uh, more satisfying. Yeah. Resolutions, conclusions, scares. Uh, I hate. I think this one's a skip it for or uh, or uh, Really. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a little hard because, again, it's not a bad movie. I just – I would prefer a bad movie or a really good movie, not mm-hmm. a what I found to be boring and forgettable movie. Okay. All right. So that's me. Um. Yeah, and I, I give it a watch it. Ah. I just kind of enjoy – That's what I love about us. <laughs> you know, got different opinions, but we still we still sleep in the same bed at night. We can agree to disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the last one we watched, this was one that I nominated because uh, I grew up loving it. It oh, is yeah. The Frighteners. Mm-hmm. It's a 1996 film. Uh, it was directed by Peter Jackson, and it was written by Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson, and it stars Michael J. Fox, Trini Alvarado, and Peter Dobson. The synopsis is, after a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Mm -hmm. This one, so, as I said, I loved this movie as a kid. Yeah. It was one of my go-tos because it's it's a horror movie, but it's not too scary. It's Mm -hmm. uh, it's got a lot of humor, a lot of action. Seemed like on the same level as, like, Casper. Yeah, I, get, I mean, better than Casper, right? Yeah, definitely better than <laughs> okay. Casper, but, but I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they had a lot of similarities. You get the ghost perspective. You get a yeah. lot of interaction with ghosts. They're not, like, too mysterious. This guy is, he's got one foot in the world of the dead, one foot mm-hmm. in the world of the living. Um, yeah, there was just a couple, well, one, the CG aged horribly. Poorly. Very poorly. Horribly. <laughs> um, and there was one scene with this old-timer ghost where he has sex with a sarcophagus. Yeah. And he says the line, I like it when they lay still like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. That, that took me out. Yeah. That took me out real hard there. That well, was he weird. mentioned like her teeth. And at first I thought, oh, he wants to like take her teeth. Take her teeth and, because his are pretty janky. His jaw fell out early in the movie. So yeah. it's like, oh, maybe he'll take the sarcophagus's jaw. Yeah. But instead he just has sex with it. Because, yeah, then you, you see movements, and I'm like, is he having yeah. sex? He said, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember that happening. And then, yeah, that Did was just Did not remember a, that line. That line was gross. Yep. Uh, other than that. Good movie. Phenomenal. Yeah, uh, very fun. I believe it was Jake Busey. I think that's the right Busey son. That crushes it in this movie. He is so he over the top. Guy? Yeah. Oh, I could totally Super see that. Super over the, teeth. the top. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is a ton of fun in this one. Yeah. The The... The antagonists are so weird, and mm-hmm. they're gigantic performances. Yeah. All of them. 
they I love it because I think uh, I think Michael J. Fox is he I mean he's doing a fine job but he is a little I don't know I think this was kind of towards the end of his film career so he might have been might have been phoning in a little bit mm. and I think his uh, female co-star her character had nothing really to do but I also thought she was kind of flat so like the ghosts and the villains with these gigantic performances really elevate the movie for me yeah 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 i definitely give it a watch it yeah for sure I, I give it a watch it as well and you know uh we watched the poltergeist recently the remake yes and i did. ragged on it about how it's so unnecessary mm-hmm. i hate that it had a remake i th- i think frighteners is a perfect film for a remake i could totally see that yeah it's a it's a good cult classic movie mm-hmm. but the cg has aged terribly yeah. And I think somebody could bring something something new to it. You know, if even Peter Jackson came back. But then it'd be four hours long, so we'd have to deal with that. Um, but this is the kind of movie where I can... It's not so... It's not on such a pedestal mm-hmm. like Poltergeist is. Yeah. You know, or if they tried to remake The Godfather or something, mm-hmm. or Jaws, you know, that would be ludicrous. Mm-hmm. This one, no, it is a very fun... A solid cult classic in its own right, but if they wanted to remake it and kind of, you wouldn't be mad at no. it. No, yeah. no, this one is, you know, it solidified as its own thing for me. So if they tried and they failed, I, you know, I'd still have this one. Mm-hmm. You could say thing the same thing about the Poltergeist, but again, that one is just it's a different tier. True. You yeah. Know? It's like uh, if they tried to uh, remake Starry Night as opposed to. You know, relaunching a, a Marvel comic book. It's like both are art, but it is, it, you know, unfortunately, it does get into kind of high art, low art. Mm-hmm. Not to say anything bad about the Frighteners or comics or anything. Um, I don't know, just some stuff I guess I hold a little precious, maybe too precious. Because well, I'm a grown ass man. Right. I shouldn't really care about <laughs> that stuff, but that, that that's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely watch it. Did you say. It's a watch it for yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's still it's still a definite watch it for all its blemishes and flaws. It's yeah. still very very fun and fun Halloween movie a lot sure. of that might be coming from you know me growing up with it. I probably got some rose rose tinted glasses. Mm, but true. Yeah. Still love it. Yeah. You give it a watch it, Cash. Mm. I don't even think you really watched it with us. I I do like Halloween, but. I still do not like mm. even yep. a Rao snaked in mm. a Howie movie. So you wouldn't like to see a rattlesnake in a Halloween movie? Yeah. That'd be pretty scary, right? Yeah. Are you scared yeah. of snakes? Because or just rattlesnakes? If you see a blue one wearing a dress, then that would be silly. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That would that be would, silly. Yeah, that'd go from scary to silly really quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for your two cents, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this episode. I'm going to end it. Uh, yeah. I just don't know how. <laughs> 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 no, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, I still can't remember all our social media stuff. If you go to the episode description, I've got it all in there. Yep. 
Yeah, we appreciate you hanging out with us. This one will actually come out on time. Should come mm-hmm. out on October 16th. <coughs> Hoping that we can, you know, start getting our consistency back. Yeah. It's just tough. Both our jobs are kind of, you know, work when work calls you, you go. When you yep. don't, you know, when don't, you don't. Um, but we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're having a blast with you guys. Let us know if... Uh, maybe you like some of the draft format we've been doing or the ranking of the Marvel stuff that we did. We'll keep if you, doing it. Yeah, if you have any recommendations for a little format thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're pretty fluid with this format. Yeah. Might drive some of you nuts, but, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun for us to kind of switch it up and try new things. Yeah. I feel like we did that before we went on hiatus, but mm-hmm. I think this time, like, you know. we Constantly invo- evolving and changing. 100%. Totally yeah. Fun. All right. Well, we're going to let you guys go. Ooh, this is a bit of a short one. Awesome. We did it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, love you guys. On my cut five. Yeah, (laughs) that was clean. All right, love you guys. Have a great week. We'll uh, see you again next week. Bye. Watch horror movies. Love you.